and welcome to Stat and Stats. My name is Mackenzie, and I'm going to be your host for today's podcast episode. Today, we're talking all things statins. We're going to be talking about their use to treat high cholesterol or high triglycerides, and how some people experience more side effects than others. We're going to be digging deep into how the statins work in your body and what some of the side effects are, how to avoid them if you can, and what to do if you experience them. All of this is going to be tied into the pharmacogenomics and pharmacokinetics of the drugs. So first, I want to just go over a little bit of facts about our statins. Did you know that statin-associated muscle symptoms occur in approximately 10% of the patients that are on statins? 10%. If you figure the population and how many people 10% is of the amount of people that would take statins, that's a large number. 10% is a pretty large percentage for such serious side effects. Not all patients respond favorably to statins. Some don't achieve their cholesterol reduction goals, and some are non-compliant due to side effects. We're going to be digging deep, like I said, into this later. But first, I want to bring in a caller. Let me see if I can find her on the line. Hello? Hi, Mackenzie. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? May I ask who's speaking? Yes, my name is Casey. I'm calling from Idaho and... I was just interested in your um, statin talk. All right. I mean, who isn't interested in statins, really? (laughs) Well, yeah, I tell you. So I just had my yearly uh, physical, and unfortunately, my doctor said my cholesterol was a little on the high side. Um, He does want me to, you know, try to follow through and change my diet. Um, But come a month from now, when I go back, he states that if my labs are still high, Um, He's going to probably start me on some type of statin. Um, I don't know much about this drug, so I was calling in today to see if you could maybe educate me, tell me a little about it, um, any, like, serious side effects I should know about, or, you know, whatever information that you could offer me would be wonderful. Casey, I thank you so much for calling in today. I would love to talk to you more about statins and your current problem. So your doctor says that you have high cholesterol? Yes, that's right. May I ask how old you are? I'm 48. Okay, and do you have any other comorbidities? Um, no, I don't. All right, are you a smoker? No. Do you remember how high you said your cholesterol was? Yes, I believe he told me it was 270. Okay, so a tool that a lot of providers use is the ASCVD. It's the Atherosclerotic Cardiovascular Disease calculator and it will tell you your risk of a cardiovascular event or stroke or death or anything related to your risk of having your high cholesterol with other risk factors. So I would assume that this is maybe what your provider used to give you a a score for your risk of any of these serious potential problems and that's why they want to start you on a statin related to your elevated cholesterol. So with that being said, yes, diet changes are great, but if you are initiated on statin therapy, I would assume, 
I can't assume, but I would think that due to the information that you've told me, they would probably start you on a low-dose statin starting off. Do you know any statin medications? Um, no, I really don't. There's some common medications. There's atorvastatin, um, there's simvastatin. Well, talking of simvastatin, that's what we're going to be talking about in today's podcast. So statin medications work to lower your cholesterol levels in, in the body. But as I said before, not all patients respond favorably to statins. Some don't achieve their cholesterol reduction goals. And part of that is related to side effects and patients becoming non-compliant with their statin medications due to the side effects. Do you know any common side effects from statins? No, I don't. Well, as I said before, Casey, not all patients respond favorably to statins. Some of the side effects can be referred to as SAMs, statin-associated muscle symptoms. Some of these can be characterized as inflammation of the muscles, muscle pain, muscle weakness. They can even become serious if there is an increased blood concentration of CK. It's a protein biomarker of damaged myocytes. This happens with damage to your muscles. And this can be characterized as statin myopathy, and it is a very serious side effect. Now, I don't want to be scaring you. This doesn't happen to all patients. But like I said before, 10% is a large number, and 10% experience some type of side effects regarding to SAMs. So I just want to educate you and kind of tell you there's new research on looking into this and what potentially could be the cause of it. Are you interested in hearing more? Yeah, um, I really would like to, um, you know, taking medications is something that always makes me a little nervous. I didn't know if there was, you know, a way to figure out how I might have these side effects before I actually start the medication. Yeah, Casey, I totally understand. I think what you're referring to is genetic testing. Although we're not necessarily doing genetic testing to patients before we prescribe them a statin, it is something that's new up and coming and it's becoming part of medication prescribing and part of healthcare in general. Talking about statins, some of the articles and all of the research that I've come across and what we're going to be talking about today is referring to simvastatin specifically. Now, there's a bunch of different studies and whatnot on other statins, but the only one that produced enough evidence that we can conclude it was regarding simvastatin and SAMs, the statin-associated muscle, muscle symptoms. So diving deep into that, we have different enzymes that work in our bodies to bring medications where they need to be and metabolize medications and all of that. Did you say that you are a nurse and you have some education in how medications work in your body? Yes, I've been a nurse for a few years now. Okay, so to some of our listeners, this may not 
ring a bell, but to those that have a little bit of background, this may start to make sense. So regarding enzymes, there's a specific enzyme that is the SLCO1B1, and that works with statin therapy. That is an enzyme that helps bring the medication, simvastatin, what we're talking about, to the liver to be metabolized. So as saying before, some of the patients that experience side effects um, regarding simvastatin and some of the adverse reactions, they have found in the studies that these patients sometimes have malformations or um, issues with this SLCO1B1 enzyme. So their genetic makeup, they have some malformations to this gene that is working to transport the medication to your liver to be metabolized. Is this making sense at all yet, Casey? Um, yeah, it's starting to actually. All right. So as stated before, the medi- the medication is going to be consumed and then we've got the enzyme that's bringing it to your liver to be metabolized to work in your body. So we're talking about the SLCO1B1 enzyme and sometimes if the genetic makeup on that is off or varied, then it's not able to transport the medication to your liver to be metabolized correctly. Therefore, a lot of times the medication will build up in your bloodstream and that's what's going to be giving you the adverse side effects of the muscle weakness, the muscle pain, the muscle spasms. So depending on which medication that you're prescribed, like I said, today we're going to be talking about simvastatin specifically. Um, You would start with a low dose if indicated. So say you're starting on a low dose and you have this adverse side effects and whatnot, you always can try a different statin and see if maybe you work better with that or if it's more favorable and it's helping lower your cholesterol and you're not getting adverse side effects. Um, But if you were started on a high dose of simvastatin, you could potentially lower the dose and see if your body would be able to work with the enzymes maybe that are not malformed um, and able to tolerate um, your body without getting toxic levels. Or like I said, you could change, change a statin altogether. But a lot of patients are stopping to take their statins if they experience these complications. Um, and obviously that's not our desired outcome um, to lower the cholesterol. Now, obviously other things in your body or other risk factors could alter your risk for being tolerant to simvastatin. Um, Things like age and gender, um, along with other medications that you may be taking that could be inhibiting or inducing the effects, um, chronic problems, alcohol use. Um, Other things can obviously affect the effectiveness or the potential adverse reactions that you can have from the medication. But I guess what I wanted to focus on here is the new up-and-coming technology and the advances in medicine and healthcare in general, and just talking about the different studies that look at the genetics of the enzyme SLCO1B1, specifically the 521C, that has the malformations that is a very 
good and indicative way to figure out if you're going to have some of the SAMs, the statin-associated muscle symptoms, um, or potentially the statin myopathy. So, Casey, I don't want to scare you because, like I said, 10% of patients will have adverse side effects, but it's something that we can see happen. And like I said, there are other options. We can go down on a dose or we can try a different statin. It's something that you'll work with your provider. And now that you know this information, you'll be able to communicate with them and let them know if you're having any of these symptoms and we can come up with a different plan for you. But I just think it's cool and wanted to show and share my knowledge about the pharmacogenetics of simvastatin and some of the enzymes in your body and how malformations of those could affect your use of simvastatin and could increase your potential for adverse reactions and obviously it could affect your adherence to the medication and the overall goal for it. So like I said, not all patients are um, respond favorably to statins, and some do not achieve the goal of cholesterol reduction. But if some of that is due to adverse side effects, then that's something that we can fix and something that we can change and try to come up with a plan to make sure that we are reaching the goal of cholesterol reduction. Is this making sense so far, Casey? It really is, Mackenzie. I thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with not only me, but the rest of the people listening to your podcast tonight. It makes me um, feel a lot better having this knowledge going forward. Hopefully, you know, if my diet isn't enough, um, I'll be educated enough to make a decision with my doctor and what the next steps will be to fix me. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today, Casey, and for sharing your story with others. Like I said, hopefully this knowledge will be more and more readily available to people. And like I said, maybe one day this will be something that we can do for genetic testing before patients are prescribed medications. Unfortunately, at this time, um, that's not something that is in practice. But like I said, who knows? And, you know, there's tons of other medications and tons of other clinical trials and studies. So I think all we can do from here on out is share our knowledge and see where the technology and new medical advances take us. I hope you have a good rest of your day. And like I said, thank you so much for sharing your story with others listening. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. All right. So we're going to hang out with Casey now. I, again, thank her for joining the podcast and sharing her information. I just kind of wanted to summarize what we've gone over today. Um, and for those that are just tuning in, kind of giving them a little cut and dry um a little bit of info here. So we're talking about statins today, um, statin stats here podcast, and we're talking specifically about simvastatin and how the enzyme SLCO1B1, specifically 521C, I know those are a lot of letters and numbers, um, but we can just call it S enzyme and how some of the malformations to the genes uh, that are associated with this enzyme um, can result in an increase in adverse reactions to statin therapy using simvastatin. So <clears throat> the malformations to the enzyme prevent it from being able to transport um, the medication to the liver, the hepatocytes um, specifically, and um, 
therefore the levels will increase in your blood and you could potentially experience statin-associated muscle symptoms or statin myopathy. So like I said, the pharmacogenetics is something that's been around, but we're learning more and more information about, and um, there's going to be more and more clinical trials, like I said right now. Um, all that we have for information is on simvastatin, but my hopes are that someday there'll be more of this knowledge about a lot of different medications and could potentially you know, benefit patients, it could increase adherence, and it could potentially um, prevent or reduce the risk for a lot of adverse reactions that patients experience with different medications. So I just wanted to do a little summarization. If anybody else has any questions, feel free to tune in to Statin Stats.